some point in their life where, you know, if my dad is a business, and, and, and so they're going to carry that with their kids and their kids and their kids, and there's a possibility then for them to get a book from aliveness to ecstasy to... What I'm thinking of is, if I know, I don't know exactly what your job is, but if you're, if you're doing technical repairs on computers, for example, in, an, in a company, then what what I would do, or what I have done in other situations, is create the legend of who Vicky is. Who is Vicky? So what happens is, is there's ways that you can move or do things that extend a shockwave into the future so that what happens when somebody has a computer problem, they go, Vicky. Why am I going to call Vicky? Because I heard, because when she comes in, the computers get better all by themselves. Because things show up quicker, and, and I mean, the, I don't know, stuff just fixes itself around Vicky. And that's this shockwave legend that goes out from ahead of you. And then what happens is, is you show up, and everybody around you is already, like the miracle has already occurred because Vicky's here. And then the job is like, you know, whatever. Even if it doesn't work, even if it doesn't work, you know, everybody already is going. You know, there's, there's something that has arrived before. You know, David is, is a legend maker. You know, a legend of David arrived way before David did. And if I go, oh, I know who this guy is, really. I don't care what he does or what he says. Or I don't care. He can't dissuade me from the legend of who David is. I already know hit the shockwave of David's gestures in the prison system with regards to um, the, all the trainings and the work that he does with people, that has preceded him into the world. I mean, and I think he has, I think there's a legend about David in other prisons already, maybe in the government already. Definitely through the whole prison system, there's this guy, David Schlink, who's like, oh, oh, him. You know, he's the guy, and it's like that legend goes out. So that then he goes to go ahead and do something. By the time he gets there, everything's already in alignment to support the action that you know the next action whatever he's going to do next you know what however he's going to create and move and organize it's already supported because he's created a legend that like moves things in that direction already I used to think if I only spoke about it in this way, in a, when I thought of mm-hmm. it the positive way, that I created a legend. And I'm seeing that I create a legend and create certain results from that, dependent on how I speak about it. So, you know, if I speak about the event or the intensive as, you know, what it creates for people and wonderful possibilities, all this, that, that creates one legend produces certain results and if I talk about it in another way that creates different results so even if I'm unconscious about it I'm still creating legends and they you know they still become possible yeah so this is conscious legend making like really we are making legends all the time and a lot of them are unconscious like oh okay she doesn't like that kind of stuff or don't ever give her this kind of work to do because it won't happen or, you know, don't ask him to... Don't eat in this restaurant. Yeah. Or, 
So we always create legends. Yeah. And the skill here is conscious legend making. What? We are always creating. Yeah. So, so we're, we're talking about high drama legend making. High drama legend. So this training that I do called Expand the Box, I've been working on creating a legend of it for a couple of years. And I'm starting to get phone calls in just from ripples from the legend. Because the legend's going out there. And people are starting to call in and go, can we talk about Expand the Box? And this didn't happen you know, a while back because I wasn't so, I wasn't, hadn't, created the legend, but now the legend's out there and it's already, there's hundreds of people in Europe who have done the training and now there's enough legend going out there it's starting to bounce back. And it's just, you know, then it's easy. Then, then I don't have to convince anybody. They already have heard the legend. They don't, we don't even know what happens here. We want this. Great, because I can't tell you what happens here because we don't even, like we don't speak the same language, but let's go. And so, and then that works. Yeah, so again, it's a, we're using common words, legend and making, conscious legend making, and or high drama conscious legend making, and putting those normal words together to mean something that has a, um, that opens up kind of a new universe of ways to work, new ways to think about things. Okay. So it looks like nobody else wants to go. So what I'd like to do is start to move into some decompression processes, which, which means that when you go in a spaceship, <coughs> a re-entry process is actually, when you take this, the voyage in the spaceship, what happens is where we're going to come back to planet Earth. You know, in the next few hours, we're going to sort of wrap things up and get back to where we started from and land and take the whole spaceship apart. This, this whole place we're going to disassemble, like James and Diana were talking about, the, everything in here, we essentially created the whole space, and we will disassemble the whole thing and vanish it. It'll just be vanished. And so there's a couple of, of um, there through the intensive before we've learned that it's important to do some of this kind of stuff, otherwise we just go, it's like, it's like slamming the <laughs> All right. <laughs> you see this stop frame, you know, everybody's <clears throat> yeah, the G-force is decelerating and hitting the um, denser world is a, is more stress than necessary. So we're going to start to do some re-entry stuff. And the, what I'd like to do will include some legend making, but the first part of it is that if we get out a piece of paper and you write down, um, write for a while, say, what I learned about in the intensive, just write down some things that you learned about and try to be specific for you, you know, personally for you, for your own personal application, what I learned about, what I learned about in this intensive is or was, is, thank you, intensive on what I learned about is a gritty gut-wrenching The gritty, gut-wrenching reality of the pain of the liquid state. I've learned to consider. I've learned to consider liking that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> no small right angle to it. 
I've learned that baggage, along with practiced unconsciousness, clogs the pipe to, accent, to accessing spontaneous go. Uh, shame is a choice. Uh, dumpster diving is essential, but it's not the real work it means. My hidden purpose as a judgmental, chaos-creating competitor in knowing how to adapt to bring pleasure so I can be seen as an entitled one has served me well to get here, to get me here. I'm more than my box, and so are you, that I am ready to build some conscious laboratory, uh, one in my remodeling work empowering men to create possibility through tools and material and each other, uh, two in social work uh, to join the team and work transformationally there, creating, three at home by showing up in bigger ways such as leading my family to consider our home space a sacred sanctuary for ourselves and honoring it with some basic organization and more. Three, by practicing being a space for my son by spending time in his room. I named that a few things I said. Wow. Space, time, travel, new dimensions, saying yes, just going, it's all a lot. Learn. Feedback, just taking feedback. It's a lot. Got to do it. Thank you. Somebody else? What I learned about is that there is a difference between mind and imagination. Imagination is limited possibilities, and mind is a thinking tool limited to combinations of old memories. I learned about a different facet of my hidden purpose, that what I do with fear is trickery. I deceive people, lie, cheat, steal, in order to get what I lack. The other option is to use the fear to create what I need, rather than taking it from others. I learned that my gremlin is a moody, revengeful, thieving, penitent slave owner. I, lo I learned that speaking to children about abnormal behaviors, letting them know that I know too, can keep them from thinking there's something wrong with them. I can let them know that their normal really is normal, not the weird stuff. I learned that a captain with a mission is the first ingredient in a spaceship, not the most important, but what is needed first. Everything else is built on that. I am a captain. Thank you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> captain Michael. Captain Michael. <laughs> Somebody else. Okay. John? Go ahead. Who I learned in this mission is how limited I am. How resistant I am to creating a debt. I learned how having a headache is just having a headache and it has no meaning. I learned how I am so grounded that I'm squashed.
Thank you. James? What I learned about is shifting identity, that I don't have to be identified with my box when I show up as someone else. Through shifting identities, I, I can access archetypal wisdom and be able to land it in other people and in a space. What I learned about is getting a more succinct handle on my hidden purpose. I was able to let go of my assumptions from the past and find that I'm a cold, quiet, uncaring, calculating, revengeful, comfort-seeking terrorist whenever I am unconscious. But that consciously I source the principles of possibility and transformation through the principles of responsibility and team building. What I learned about is that my feedback is on sometimes and it's off sometimes, and that's just how it is. I learned that I don't have to quit giving feedback if it appears that the feedback is off, just keep going. There's wisdom in the room to make the corrections that are needed. What I learned about is being in relationship with men on a different level. I can take the conversation to a deeper, more intimate level without feeling scared that my invitation to relationship will be misconstrued. What I learned about is how I am adaptive so much of the time that being adaptive and that being adaptive only serves my hidden purpose. What I learned about is that I've been on the fringe path for a long time and I've always felt I was missing something because I didn't necessarily accept the prevailing culture. But in reality, the fringe path is so much more exciting that the status quo seems far from what I really am. Thank you. Anybody else? Fred? My weekend was about choosing. I learned a lot about choice. I learned the, per the pervasive nature of adapting and the concession and compromise inherent in that game world. The choice. Adapting is reinforcing my unconscious victim gremlin game. I learned the reference point for counterculture and how exciting that is for fringe technology and the ways I lull myself back to sleep by accepting the prevailing culture as all there is, all the way from the grocery store to my credit card, all there is. It has been a great exercise to see beyond the boxes I think I am and to see beyond the boxes others think they are. This expansive versus defensive reframe a context conversation has been alive and exciting. I learned that there's something beyond a new box, that the time warp I've been experiencing, that the distance between firm ground is not that I'm going insane, or maybe it is that I'm going insane, it's just a liquid state. I learned the, that pretending is a defense from imagination, and possibility is fueled by limitless imagination. I learned that I am Hijvapad, a falsely impotential vicious assassin, <laughs> along the leader. I am from the planet Vishvapa. Vishvapa. I learned that I'm not having, in, if I'm not having engaged conversations, then my gremlin is. I learned how to cleanse a space. It really just comes down to choosing. That's all there is. That's what I've learned. I have much to say. My body is waking up. I've learned to choose. Thank you. Anybody else? David? What I've learned about is, uh, number one, how to play small. Identify with my underworld, where I play victim, creating long, complex stories where I don't get what I deserve. It's uh, very easy to take 
composed. We create, um, I create countless invitations to that constantly. My defensiveness is a good example. I walk around wounded, refusing to heal, waiting for recognition. Poorly, I, I do get recognition from some. If I create drama around slimy, I play that well. I think if I'm good enough, then I'll be recognized and accepted. Two, in space, I don't have to be a hero. A warrior wouldn't go out without self-protection. A good king wouldn't send his good soldiers on suicide missions. I not only volunteer, I create the mission. <laughs> Three, I've done my time. I don't need to be in prison. I can have a higher purpose than serving my underworld. I need it, the world needs it. Four, the being sloppy thing. I will create a cleaner space for my wife and not get sloppy in supervision, playing easy, being anxious, and being protective. Five, sleeveness. I am more mindful, I am more mindful around women and commit to no off-color teenage for the rest of my life. Thank you. Anybody else? What I've learned about this intensive is that there is a distinction between relationship and the laboratory. That the laboratory, like a spaceship, require, requires all kinds of elements which are necessary for not only the principles to be served, but in order to work with apprentices so that they can become possibility managers also. I've learned that you can't do it, you, that, you, that you can't do it, that I can't do it sustain the laboratory on my own energy. It's like trying to fuel a spaceship with a matchbox of lit matches. The principles you serve are the sustaining force and are the proprietors. I've learned that there is a presiding deity in every space, and I can say hello to that deity and honor, and honor it, knowing that because of the technology I have, I have the ability to transform a space by, being, by inviting a presiding de deity which principles are served through which principles are served. I have learned that there are diverse game worlds that can be created and explored that are high drama experiences that can be shared, felt, and understood, and that there is always a denying force present which can be honored also because it is an important and necessary part of any laboratory. I have learned that I can make a huge difference for people by dedication to my principles, by providing value for them through helping them make distinctions, and that my value or worth does not arise from anything I do. It's not about doing, rather it's about who I am Who I am being. I had more fun helping others to help others than helping someone myself. This is the beginning of being a true manager, a possibility manager. Thank you. Anybody else? Say Ruth, and then Sue. What I learned in this intensive is the unbelievable power of the gremlin to defend the box. I also experienced the awesome, beautiful power of being in service to principles. I saw people come alive, relationships shift, and possibilities seem right there for everyone. Mostly, I feel inexpressible gratitude for this opportunity. I know how it feels to be stuck 
and think of Ruth as insane. And I know how it feels to be lifted up and supported by them and what they serve. The magic John created by defining the mountain is alive for me, and I'm grateful to walk out of here with that. I learned a more expanded definition of the liquid state and more fully understand why some people say, is this mediation? <laughs> I experienced the gap more clearly and will use the distinction about thoughts in my inner world. The cleansing space exercise felt like lifting a veil, and I'm excited about using that. Ultimately, I'm awed that people are at stake and committed to my transformation and serving my destiny. And then there's being adapted. And I feel like, oh my God, what the hell happened? <laughs> <laughs> I'll Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Sue? I learned that I can just go and act that through my anger. And I discovered that the more I go, the easier and more natural it feels. I learned about my bubble to step in place, about my cordons to clear my bubble, fill the empty space with my cold emotion, and turn my cord. I learned about name worlds in a different way, but I hadn't associated that name with the model. I learned about spaceships and travel, and how that correlates to my meaning. I rediscovered my imagination and how delightful that was. I saw what I created when I wasn't clear with my communication and when I was. I saw how my expectations affect my experience. I was so excited about spoon bending and expected to see my spoon bend over. When that didn't happen, I was disappointed and wasn't having fun. As soon as I saw that and what I was doing, I decided to appreciate the rest of the experience and I had such a great time. I experienced more about going and shifting from the rapid learning model, changing identity and providing flexibility to others. I learned that I'm almost 100% adaptive and that in the moment, I don't discriminate between being adaptive, serving my destiny, and my preferences. I saw so many vast, awesome potentials in the room. I learned that sometimes I cut a corner and sell out when I know better and then justify it as that's the way it's always been done in the past. I gained clarity about my hidden purpose, that I'm a superiority seeking and act of resentful, revengeful, confusion creating, part of this I learned that I am a part of the future of transformation. I learned about honoring the presiding deity, beginning with saying above, and how quickly I forget that. I learned about the gap between my inner and outer worlds and how I already knew about that and never had a name for it. Thank you. Somebody else? What I learned about in this tincture are many things, but one of the first things is the magic of imagination. Simply receiving an imaginary gift and expressing through my imagination opened a door in my unconscious. I was surprised but didn't realize then that something had begun to come loose in the water in my body and that door opened. The next day I began to experience it as something moving in my gut 
traveling and banging around inside my abdomen. Within a few hours, I was experiencing diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I needed to go. <laughs> but my physical manifestations were causing me to be afraid. And finally, that evening, after two other women went, I could not stop from going. I was aware after that experience of an improvement in the clarity of my physical vision. It's amazing to see and to feel how our baggage clouds our perceptions, our vision, and clouds the space of our being. Something else I learned about occurred when we were telling the magical transformational stories. We had just finished making our one-minute presentations where I felt totally out of touch with who I was and what I wanted to say. But when I began to tell a story for someone, I felt totally connected, and I also felt a sadness as I was telling it, because I realized that this is not the place where I live from, and I shifted. I learned that I can access the space of nothingness and the gap, and that from there I have limitless choices. I learned that I can change the space and my space other space and my space by calling on my principles. Thank you. Anybody else? Go ahead, please. What I learned about after internships, one, how much I rescue people in my life and then I get incentive to delete people. Two, that I am capable of a high drama life through recognizing my memory and I know my hidden purposes in action. And um, that is, I am an adaptive, resentful, hateful, deceitful woman. Uh, also, by living my destiny of integrity, family, community, and possibility, which is the meta purpose of my business, and to service the principles. Three, that the underworld is the foundation for the upper world, and that I have to navigate to it and be familiar with it, with my underworld, to live in the upper world of conscious living. And then I wrote, of course, that you said, because I wrote it down, until we own the underworld, we cannot own the upper world. Four, liquid state. That being in fluid meltdown is exciting and alive and necessary to move to the next place. And fifth, I learned about laboratory. Thank you. Diamond? What I learned about this intensive is that there is always creation, conscious or unconscious, and that what I create is a choice. Old decisions that I made before I could even remember simply don't hold up anymore. It's time to grow up and give up those old survival, I read my writing, survival decisions that were based on self-protection and fear and anger. Going down deep into my body and experiencing fears and anger made me realize that I'm bigger than that. And um, I've also learned that when I have a pain in my body, I need to listen to it, that it is trying to tell me something. I also learned that I can disconnect even after going there and becoming unconscious in a second's time. And often when I'm not unconscious, then I'm adaptive. And that too is a choice. And I choose to be awake, and that the tools of go, feedback, shift, go again, are doorways to being able to experience a different way of being, 
shifting identity was also a different way of being that helps me get outside of my box and to see that I am not my box, nor is anyone else. I want to live out my conscious purpose in conscious creation rather than having my hidden purposes override and go back to my old way of being that no longer serves me. The world is a big place to play. I had never thought of life and relationships in the context of game worlds, riding in spaceships and creating a space to be able to live, work, and play. Honoring the presiding deity was also a new concept for me, to be able to come into a space, say hello, and then leave the space to try to serve higher principles and transform people and places, wherever that may be. Thank you. Hmm. Yeah, Kelly? What I learned about in this intensive is that from the spaceship model, I recognize that I've not put together a crew to take on missions. I have people like and interested, but have not attracted many roles in for a specific mission. From the spaceship model, I recognize that the idea of playing in fields is easy. There are a number of fields I have on fields to set my farm, create the presences for me, provides me an opportunity to practice a novel skill that I've learned in the advanced communication. I learned that practice around my indulgences, or with that practice around my indulgences will free up lots of extra energy and will create a burn to facilitate awareness of how I'm using and misusing my own sexual energy. I learned that I am an arrogant, blood-sucking, backstabbing, vengeful fool. I learned that I can stand in front of the room and practice leading a group of people paying attention to where my center is or is not, making mistakes, seeing feedback, shifts, and go. I could do all of that and not die. I actually have fun. <laughs> I've learned that it's possible for me to speak from a place of wisdom. I've learned that my gremlin is very alive and I love to indulge it as evidence in the dial just that he irrefutably easily hits me in the lap. I learned that whenever I'm in the talk about feedback, I'm giving or receiving. If I shift my identity, I have more fun and the feedback I offer is more valuable. I learned that the other women in the room see me as a powerful woman willing to lead others, and that is exciting. I also learned that I was able to show up that way because I didn't beg for feedback, didn't slide into the swamp, but kept stepping through my own field. And most of all, I learned that I had made a contract and I've broken it. And I know how to form a bubble with a pink cord that I can carry with a golden light of great success. That's pretty amazing. It's worth eating oatmeal for two days or anything.
Go ahead. This I'm is not your legend, by the way. Legend. No, not yet. I will show you next. Go ahead. <laughs> I am the Magi, the magician. I encounter the unknown and create out of it. My fuel for what I create arises out of a conscious use of fear. The Magi is also a queen. She blesses the world with her gifts of inspiration, surprise, freshness, and honoring, as in the extraordinary possibilities which exist in the unseen world. She is at source for all that is not yet known in the world. I am on the leading edge of technology. Thank you. So what I invite you to do now is spend a few minutes legend making, which is so what you're doing then is writing a few, uh, writing a little bit about what, what the legend of the intensive would be. What, what is the, like, you might start off going, you would not believe, and just, and just keep going with that. Would someone like to share the legend of the intensive that they wrote? Yes. Okay. I would not believe this thing called the intensive. It starts to start with. It, it lasts for four days. When you when you arrive, people are excited and ecstatic to see you. You are shown. You are shown. Uh, oh, you are shown your enthusiasm by no hugging. <laughs> With an appetite of hidden purpose, mosh pit and gremlins. Oh, we start with, uh, uh, we begin with an appetite of hidden purpose, mosh pit and gremlins. Then the food. You're fed a copious diet of feeling shift go, PMCP skills, and diet thinking. It's absolutely spoon <laughs> Our physical needs are met with comfortable beds, excellent facilities, and great food. And then we are sent off with the knowledge that if we can hold on to this for just six short months, we can come back and continue the journey. <laughs> darkest recesses and caverns of our hidden purpose. We've not slain these dragons, but we have met them, and they have met us. We travel to our inner world and inner dumpsters to rid ourselves of baggage <laughs> that was tethering us in boxes that were too small for the vast awesome beings that we were uncovering to live in. We discovered that we were so vast and light when we experienced how compressed we had been with all that heavy, smelly baggage. As we began unfolding ourselves, we were amazed at how much space we took up and how much buried treasure had been hidden 
unused and unvalued in the folds. As the process continued to unfold, we became more and more excited about how much we had to see and feel and explore and how much we had the possibility to create together. You would not believe that people can scream until they are hoarse and want more. That old, old stories and burdens can be lifted, healed, and vanquished. You would not believe that fuck you and a commitment to serve God can exist together. <laughs> <laughs> that people will stay up trying to bend the spoons and then come up with 700 names for two bent spoons. <laughs> you would not believe how fun it is to laugh, cry, scream, and shake. You would not believe that healing can happen in complete and utter breakdown. You would not believe that a composting toilet is pretty cool, or that sitting on the floor for four days is not enough. You would not, you would not believe how funny we think throwing up is. <laughs> you would not believe how much wisdom and love is available to you in this space. You can talk about anything, and best of all, create anything. You can be inside a steel chamber for four days in beautiful surroundings with gorgeous weather and not care. You would not believe how real and alive the intensive is and how much we crave this. It's only a pit stop, but the journey will not be long or fruitful without it. My written legend is not very long because I was um, working on another legend, <laughs> which I'm sure you want to add it in. You would not believe that I went to a place where I not only had to scream as much and as loud as my body wanted, people that were there said more and go. <laughs> and I got to say things that I've always wanted to say. Called the intensive. It's the only thing I have ever experienced where I didn't have to think. It was such a pleasure to rest my mind. And I didn't have to know anything. Legend making. You would not believe what got started. Clients waited for my services because they knew they could count on the product and more. Employees sought me out because it wasn't just a job. A social service agency was glad I came on board. And the job was just the place to get started. My family heard me speak from my heart and felt my commitment and joined the journey on a consciously deeper level than they already had. Most surprising, old legends of me were amazingly enhanced, enlivened, transformed, and rejuvenated back into service. There were choices everywhere for everybody, and no one got left behind. Uh, I wrote a conversation to my friend Mike, who I have conversations like this with. Hey Mike, uh, you would not believe what happened this weekend. I spent a weekend inventing. Yep. I discovered a narphomanometer. <laughs> I had an incredible tool of a thousand and one possibilities. I want you to get some spoons and come down, and I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. The, well, the most exciting part of all this was when I got on the spaceship and the crew knew exactly what the narphomanometer was for. <laughs> yeah, it sounds a little crazy, but you would really like it. It's so rare, the space, the intensive. Uh, so rare, and for the first time I realized and I really saw possibility, not from someone else's technology that I could learn if I was a good enough parrot or a good enough pupil, 
It wasn't like being in school, but just full-powered, unleaded, grade A possibilities, the kind we talk about. You know, when it's exciting and on stage, it's alive and it's happening and people aren't pretending. You know, I've been looking for a way to create transformational theater. I keep saying I want to create it. I want an arena to create it and I want to create it and I've been left wanting. This transformational theater. This was transformational theater and it was so much more. Over and over and over the space, the chamber as it was called, held the collaborative purpose of the group the collaborative purposes as individuals peeked out of their limited world and the walls started moving just like on stage in a masterful production. The only difference was you can't put it down when you leave. That's what we've always talked about, not being able to put it down. It is what we've always known existed. It's the best theater mixed with the best of people. It's creation in action for something more than a packing drill. The intensive is a magical place. There's a magician by the name of Clint. He helped us use our imaginations, pull rabbits out of hats, pur furry purple things off of shelves, and just to go beyond our stagnant thoughts. There's a map of possibility which serves as a guide for where, the, for where we are in terms of creating consciously and unconsciously. The intensive is a place where everything is about choice, and with choice comes power. A lot of celebrities show up there, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Arnold Walters, Mother Teresa, Hillary Clinton, Attila the Hun showed up for brief cameo, but pivotal appearances in all of our lives as we shifted from one identity to another. Yes, this is a place where for four days you can literally be anyone you want. Uh, we learned... I can't read my own writing. We learned and, li and lived in game worlds and laboratories, and that it's not just about... Laboratories. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did that, too. <laughs> we also learned how to compost. <laughs> we climbed a mountain, explored uh, art and RV mobile home technology, and yes, you will have to go to experience it, because I can't begin to tell you about it in this short space. The intensive is also a space where miracles beyond imagination happen. All it takes is just a willingness to actually go. The intensive is a place where exploration happens. Not only do we explore the imagination, but there are chambers filled with all kinds of treasure if you just look. This is a four-day opportunity to look and go there and be able to take something back. Lives change, people shift, relationships deepen as we step into a new way of being in relationship and service in the world. You would not believe the intensive. We were able to transform a plain space into a sacred space for magic to occur. We were able to work together for four days and nine sessions without losing anyone from the room or starting late <laughs> even one time. It was an extraordinary experience of bonding, breakdown, navigating chaos, and finding our way out on the other side with new tools and experiences with which to create possibility for all the other people in our lives. It was a time of learning, of doing, of being, a time for accessing our conscious purposes to, help, to help make it different for everyone in the room. You really wouldn't believe the intensive. The food, the fun, the fellowship, it was awesome. <laughs> you would not believe the intensive. A black hole appeared sucking down the baggage which had prevented people from turning right angles at light speed. 
reservoirs of creativity and energy based on their ability to walk into unfamiliar territory and access their feelings. I saw bodies being reclaimed and delivered. I saw hearts <laughs> being awakened and anger used for distilling vague generalities into specific and new realities. You would not believe how much winning was happening late Saturday night as David told the truth about what we're up against when we go back into the world of normal. I learned that normal is simply adaptive behaviors and an agreement and an agreement between people as a way to stay comfortable. You would not believe how much learning there was available to us in one small space over just a few days. The legend of the intensive. You would not believe what possibilities occur at an intensive. Participants are able to see and define their dark side via hidden purposes and gremlins. And then there is more. Participants are given the opportunity to step into the tentacled upper, upper world of the teams and teams. Possibilities are unlimited. Old baggage can be discarded, allowing participants the opportunity to turn right angles at light speed. Even <laughs> demons can be sent packing. Conscious versus unconscious, regarding ourselves and others as vast, awesome potential. Always creating, always choosing. The intensive paves the way. You would not believe how one person being themselves can fuel the transformation of everyone who lives. And if you see it for yourself, feel the burning in yourself. You truly have to be there. I was here when one woman in touch with her anger sparked a fire that burned away old baggage of mine about my mother. Another time, a silent man spoke, and everyone believed in magic and knew that he had no limits. Power of the group can be felt, but what impacted me most was the awesome power of one person being what seems impossible, being who they are. I think you should add one word to the end of that one. Would you be willing to read the last sentence with one word attached? The last word is me. Read that one again. power of the group could be felt, but what impacted me most was the awesome power of one person being what seemed impossible, being me. You say being who they really being are. Being who they really are. Me. Yeah. Thank you. I'm not reading you because I'm going to be into writing about my relationship. Which you will be feeling the chocolate does. That's what I did. Yeah, you do. Come on. Read it. Come on. You want it in. You'll feel it. I promise you. <laughs> I already asked for the other writing. Okay. Oh, come on. Well, I understood the lesson wasn't unconditional. Okay. Uh, my understanding is that some people have heard different things about me, and uh, I also understand this is like the fourth. Fifth or third, that most of you guys know everybody else on previous events, but me trying to think about what the legend of this could be in that context is a little difficult. So, me being the new guy, I figured I would stand out. And I thought legend intensive would be you would not believe, or you would not believe what a do gooder asshole Shrink was. He's got so much power, he just screws it up. Barry Lou, would you remind me of what um, 
else we need to accomplish between now and dinner? What is dinner time? Five o'clock. Five o'clock. So we're going on three. And what do we need to accomplish between now and five? It's almost three. It's almost three. Okay. So um, this whole space needs to be cleaned up, and James will space hold that. So we need to be vacuumed. This um, the dining space completely changed. The cloths off. This water table moves in there make a longer table and then that whole space reset which Sue will coordinate that. The water glasses all need to be washed. Um, the hallway, the main big hallway needs to be vacuumed, all the bathrooms cleaned and then the dinner and then we all need to change our clothes and get dressed and do all that. So, and how, however you want to put the rest of your stuff in the car and then however you want to rearrange posters and you know, whatever you want to do in here with that. And then the dinner prepared and things. Well, Trash out, all that stuff. Is it fine tables? Yes. Later. Last question. Is dinner at five? So when are we going to be getting here? We because really I'm, need to I'm, be ready to. Well, I need to be ready. You need to be ready. You need to be ready. I asked him to be here at five. At five. Uh -huh. So they usually come 10 minutes They later. usually right. come over, so you need to be ready. At least you, Clint, Fred, need to be ready. By 4.30. Uh-huh, 4.30. Okay. I have a question. Are we going to like tear up the carpet before dinner? No, no. Okay. We'll just let it. Why do you take anything down? No, we'll leave the posters all up. I mean, the curtains. No. No. No, down afterwards. So let me say that. So after the, we'll have dinner. And then we'll come over there. We'll come back in here, and Corner will talk. And so after his talk, they will. Last time they stayed for you know, another half an hour at least. And so then once they have gone, then we take all this down, load it up, load all the kitchen stuff up, you know, pack all that up, load that up. Um, we don't really clean very much at that point because we have done it. We've pretty much cleaned, so there's not cleaning to do. It's just a lot of loading up stuff. And then, you know, people have last-minute personal stuff that they haven't gotten yet. So. I have a question about that. This time we're adding dishwashing, and the, the, the guys who will be loading the space up will also be doing the dishes. And so that's going to be another little time delay there, okay. just in terms of getting the car loaded and the dishes in the kitchen done. Well, if Corna, if Corna and his guests stay for a while, then that would give us time to, to go wash dishes and get that taken care of before we come back in after they place the chair things down. So that would work too. Right. And then you said wash his glasses, so we're going to remove labels and just wash glasses so they can be put out on the table. Okay. I have, I, I have some work time commitments I need to serve uh, sooner than late tonight. So I, I appreciate what everybody's done. I'd like, like to do it really help as much as I can help at a new day. Time do you have to work? Well, whatever time I, I don't have to work, I just make the commitments I make. What time are you here? It's just flexible. Like, as soon as I can, whatever I can do to help out, I don't need to show them for dinner afterwards, but whatever I can do to help out before that, I'd like to be able to do that. Yeah, if there's any way you could stay for dinner, that would be great. I stay for dinner, I can't last for dinner. I mean, this is that's fine. That's fine. It'd be really great if you could stay for dinner.
leave at like six after dinner, six o'clock. Okay, Vicki, do you have a question? Yes, I would like to suggest that everyone please gather up all your personal belongings first before we start so that we can clear everything from the bathrooms and cleaning area. And that way, all of our personal belongings will be in our possession and then everything can move out like that. You're talking about towels and all that. Kind towels, of anything that you might have left in the area. Okay. And take everything pillows. out of the space that's personal. You know, your shoulder wrap pillows, things like that. If, if you guys would click do the clean the dining So there's two other parts to the closing procedure. One part is a homework assignment that I'd like you to do somehow between now and uh, after dinner, which is to make a list of maybe five practices for yourself of, of ways to build mass for the high drama side of your life. Build mass, build mass to create um, just to create mass for behavior or uh, activity or time spent, even just spending time in those in responsible creating, conscious creating, in um, in whatever form is and write the practices as specific as you can, specific format one. Like David already said, one that he was going to do just about the gremlin jokes that they practice. So like. Somewhere around five, something like that. A couple more, a couple less, whatever. But, and I'd like to check in with you about those before we leave. So we'll just have another circle after dinner, after we've cleaned up or something. We'll check in. So just have it in your mind about different practices, like four, five, six practices you could just take on between now, you know, for the next few months. These are your weapons against unconsciousness. These are your tools. Let me make one other announcement, which I don't think will apply to anybody except Shane. Um, and that is that there's a meeting the morning after the intensive. There's a meeting at my house. So we'll meet in the morning from 9 to 1. And you're welcome to come. We would love for you to come. And that includes you. Not only we would love for you all to come, but. More like the Terrible. <laughs> so we'll be thinking of you in the morning. You and David and Jared. Yeah. And Donna. And the uh, last thing is just I'd like to uh, do a stroke session acknowledging the magic that you saw in, in each person show up over these days. And we'll start with James and we'll just go around a circle. And so Clint, can we start with Dinah who has 10 minutes? Yeah, we'll start with Diane and then go to James and then go to Fred and you can, this bell does not mean dinner is right there. <laughs> you, can, you can sure smell something cooking in the kitchen. <laughs> we have little cups. We have those snarf sh- sh- manometers. You can, two people can drool at the same time. But uh, I'll ring the bell. We'll shout James's name all together. No, 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 excuse me. We'll shout Dinah's name all together at the same time. And then everybody, one at a time, loud as you can, just tell clear, true, awesome, amazing things that you learned and saw and experienced with being in Dinah's company for the last few days. And then after a minute or so, I'll ring the bell and we'll go to James. And while we're talking to you, um, no comments, no speaking, just let it in.
At the end, you can say thank you if you want. A lot of times I heard coaching from you. It's just amazing timing. You're just right there, right? It's telling people, go! And it's your voice telling them to go. It, it's so clear to me that you're a member of this spaceship team. Like you belong in a spaceship because when you walk in, they went, oh, dinosaur. <laughs> and all weekend it was like, oh, dinosaur. And so I think just that you bring amazing heart. And it's like that's missed when you're not here. That's what I was thinking too, is your heart is so big and, and it's just, you just want to just want to connect with that. And, and I see you want to connect with everyone in here. And like that's just that's awesome. Now you have amazing courage. And I'm so glad to see you again. I appreciate I appreciate you for making the effort to come down from the north country. I felt like Fred when you walked in, it was just like, oh, so, I mean, it's just wonderful to have you just enter the door. And um, I already told you this, but I'll say it in this whole group, how much I appreciate that you're willing to, you're willing to transform yourself and be used in a, in a domain that is so, like you're, you're like David, you're in rock, you know, to be in the political world and to stand for principles, these kinds of principles. I'm so grateful that you're willing to be used like that. And that's how much you, that's how big you are. And I, I know I enjoyed being your roommate and just being with you again because I, I just love being with you. And I appreciate and I'm honored how much you stand for your principles and how much you hold the context of this group. I mean, it, it does seem, you know, I'm echoing everyone now, but it, it is as if you have to I really appreciate like how hard you were working to get here. Like you came up and did her that and then from there you were just ready you got here. And when you got here it was like I just felt like you'd come home. I just want to appreciate Donna how how wonderfully young you are and how much more to be done to the country. I hope you come back. James, you are you are alive. You are alive. I had fun looking at your face for a different reason. <laughs> it was just fun to see you. You had fun. You were fun. You contributed. You were. You just were alive, and I absolutely loved being with you. James, you held an impeccable space here. Um, you. Just the way you served and the feedback that you gave. I can hear your voice and it's okay with me. You know, it's funny that you were interested in turning um, right angles at light speed because you're the guy I count on for that. Really, whenever I need something in space, I'm, I don't even think about it. It's you. You're the guy. Say, James can handle this and <laughs> it's handled. So that's fantastic. James, I learned a lot about just watching you and the way you serve the group. You're an inspiration to me. I appreciate just the how much work was happening off the mat. 
like, you know, we had conversations, you connected, and I saw you being with other people. You and I had rich interaction that you facilitated happening outside of the workspace. Like, you really started making it come alive all weekend long, and I appreciate that. And I also appreciate how much you do behind the scenes, and, and I just want to say that, that the time agreements and the fact that we were never late, I think has a lot to do with you. In fact, I, I think you held a space for that to happen for us this weekend, and thank you. Thank you for the way in which you served the room and at the same time you always connected with me. I felt your presence in the corner. I was just very nurturing and helpful. And I'm amazed at how you operated the video camera, operated the TK recorders, <laughs> and were in the room and present and working with everybody all at once. I couldn't actually see your face when you were shifting those images. I just could see your body shift from the back and hear your voice change. And I was going, this is cool, because you were really doing it. You were really shifting. It seemed like the, the whole time, all I saw was your vast awesome potential. I'm like, I'd never seen that before. And it was so exciting. And I got so excited when you would be my partner and I would end up in the same group with you. Well, I just want to say thank you. You have been always a stakeholder in, in your life, and, and where you are willing to go before anyone else goes is, is always a wide open door for me, too. And I just thank you for having the courage and the commitment and the vision to go there. Thank you. Fred, I've heard you, you, you know, heard you declare the principle of radiance before, but that is, you it were that. You completely were serving that this weekend, and you served, you served all of us, and, you, and I really can't tell you how um, I appreciate what you've done and what you've created. Beautiful the way you got it started. Like, like, I don't ever want what our potential was, but we didn't see it. And you got it started that way early on. And it's been an incredible time for me. Fred, thank you for bringing the background non conversation into the foreground conversation today. Thank you for taking a stand on that. You were real cool and strong. Uh, thank, you for sh thank you for sharing that. Also, thank you for your humor. It's impressive. You are a conscious creator. You do it person by person and in this room. But I was also hearing you do conscious creation with Liza throughout the weekend. I heard you in this room talk about or ask questions about ways to make life different for him. And it's like you're, you're beginning spiritually, not telling him you're already creating a wonderful space for him to grow up in. Fred, if I ever hear you say, I'm a CM4, I don't even have to know what it is, I'm listening. <laughs> Fred said this ago on the 
appreciate how you're always willing to be the first to take the dive off the board and and just lead the way. And, and it's cool to know. You are a manifester. That's awesome to hear. Not just manifest, but that is so awesome. I don't you know, I couldn't pick one thing to thank you for. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's my pleasure too. That's I mean that's kinda of where I am too. And like I so appreciate your commitment to everything. And like to me be quiet. And you're making my list of qualities of crew members, which would include being at risk and at stake and having necessity and not adaptive. And all I can think of is you. Thanks, Ben, for making the space for me. Enormously fun <laughs> by these tools. Shane, I just want to say that I feel like you you have been a part of this forever. You know, I feel like you, you I I just want to say I'm really glad you were here and I hope that you will continue to be a part of whatever we create together. your modeling the rapid learning model the way that you have taken your feedback and used it and shifted and gone again and continue to come back and ask for more and use it again it's awesome thank you Shane for the standards you pay for them and your confidence and your willingness to think and act there's a there's a, a way that you, like the legend of you arrived before you got here, and all weekend long I could see what that legend, how that legend was created. Like there's a way you've touched the lives of men that come in out of my life, and all weekend long I saw, oh, well that's the quality that created that, the sensitivity that got you to that got you to a willingness to have a conversation, and then the just the sheer willingness to get up and have the porky conversation. That's another way that those men see in you the willingness to go first, the willingness to step up, do your own work. And that was alive, and it's alive in your legend. What I really like is watching you do the, just be a warrior. Because you would just go, and I could see just, you take two steps and you're off the cliff, and then you just keep going. It's so great to just have that as an example. Thank you. Shane, I, I, what really hit me about you was that you, the way you don't use words, but you name it, you call it what it is, and you don't <coughs> kind of make it nice, or, you know, no matter what you're talking about, it, this is the way it is. Yeah, I, I want to acknowledge how unreasonable you were in getting here. You just moved circumstances out of the way, you were totally non-linear, and you're, af you're after something, and you contributed so much by being here. I was just mesmerized, mesmerized, Shane, by the way words flow out of you. 
you know, when you when you did that Kermit the Frog song, I will I will never forget that. It was it was totally about the person you were serving. It was on key, <laughs> you know, and, and I mean it just flowed out. I, I thought, you know, how do you drive horses like that? <laughs> Shane, you have such wisdom in what you say. The feedback that you that you give is like it's right on, it's dead on. And you know, you've got a lot of that from your experience, but you know, you pull it from from some vastness that you've got within you. Of uh, it's just it's just the vast wisdom that you're able to tap into, and you've got that, and it's just wonderful to see, and I so appreciate it. And I want to just appreciate in, in, in honor of the fact that you have such a beautiful lightheartedness that can draw all come from the heart. It just enlivens the show. Thank you. Thank you. So transition from necessity being in contained in you, like you've had necessity for this work for a long time, and the transition for me that I've witnessed is that necessity is emanating from you, that you're expressing it, that it is clear, and it's no longer contained in your body, that it just is coming out, and that creates a tremendous amount of possibility for everyone around you. See, I, I have that Sue, you have such impeccability around the way that you handle the kitchen. 
And it's like in the past, the women have been able to see that and maybe learn from that. But this time, the men were in there doing dishes. And even though Fred sourced the, doing the dishes, it was your impeccability that made sure it was taken care of and it was handled. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, how, I don't even know how where to start. There's so much to acknowledge in you. And I want to I appreciate the work that took place before we ever walked in the door here. The hours and hours that you spent mm -hmm. in preparation and organization. And I want to acknowledge that. And I am so grateful and excited about the stand you've taken for transformation. I just am so grateful and appreciative of that. Yeah, I've, in the last couple of years, I've experienced you over and over and over again as being a space holder and a queen, but now you're a space holder and a queen with the warriors, and I'm really excited about that. I want to acknowledge that. That warriors doing something that I've always noticed about you, but it was especially apparent to me when you were the man. And you blew us out of the water this time, didn't you? you were, I'm just amazed at how much you've moved into your heart. You've always been warriors, and you've always had clarity. And I just feel now your compassion coming from your heart that makes sense. And that makes it sweeter. Sweetness.
and so it can be alive for them. But there is no end to it with you. And so I was just really thrilled with having you here this weekend and the space you hold and watching you take off. Because for me, it connected how it is you're affected with those people who want to learn what you know. And it's, a, it's just really exciting because I know with everything you learn, you give away 10,000 pounds to all the people that you're working with. And the, your dedication to serving those people makes it so possible for you to just keep getting new stuff. It's just a joy to try and get new stuff. Betty Lou, I've heard you chuckle in the past, but I've heard you <laughs> laugh this weekend, and that is a healing laugh. It really is a healing laugh. I want to acknowledge some work that I see happening. You've been a powerful sorceress for a long time, and are acknowledged that way in our community. But what I see is that you're a powerful sorceress who's now stepping down into grounded reality 
and moving very fluidly. I see you really grounding your work. And I think that holds vast, awesome potential for you. I really appreciate you being there for me. Yes, it's support. You really are support. And, uh, that might have been your last piece of baggage you dumped. I mean, really. <laughs> might have, maybe that was it. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, there comes a time when it's like, yeah, the dumpster, you know. It's like there's, there comes a time when there's enough gaunt and you don't have to like, worry about it so much anymore. You just, you just do your work. That's cool. over, took care of it, and then, you know, moved on to the next thing, and I've just, um, I've loved having you here and having you a part of We, you know, we're up here doing shoveling shit, or somebody's in this major chaos, and I kept looking over, and I'd see you, and I'd go, 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 and you had this smile on your face, and then you'd, like, throw these comments out that would be, that would add, like, this, like, salt. Like, you know, what were we missing? We missed yeah. some salt. And it was like, it was so great. Uh, it was this ingredient that you would throw in that would just make something possible. And you always had it from a, there was a cheerfulness, even in the most terrible of situations. And I, that's how I experience you. Like, you, you add salt at the right time. John, I, had, I have had the sense all along that I never doubted you would be here. I don't know how you're going to get here, but I never doubted you would be here. And I knew, I just knew all along that it was so important for you to be here. And you, I feel like you added, it would just have been a big hole if you hadn't been here. You brought so much to this whole weekend. And I heard, and I heard a lot of wisdom from you. In addition to a lot of support for people, I heard a lot of 
just irrigation for me. And I don't know what you do with Fred, but you left him outside somewhere. Not that Fred. Yeah. Grandma <laughs> Fred. Yeah. Grandma yeah. Fred. I never saw him. I I never did anything. And I got to experience you. And it was sheer delight. And I went up to that because my experience with you and Susan, the creative possibility I could use feedback that you gave me before it was and I don't ever think of you as invisible <laughs> I always notice your presence and this weekend there were several times I had to go well, where's John and I would look up and you would be doing something for somebody or you would be in the kitchen preparing the space and so it was like you were serving and moving in a way like I've never seen you before, and I couldn't get enough of being with you. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to be with you. I remember the first time I ever met you, John. You were this big bear of a man, and there was, you know, you took up a lot of space, and I didn't get enough of it. And all I experience now is everything I see is welcome. John, it was really great connecting with you this afternoon and having some time where we could just sit and talk for a few minutes. I mean, it was like it was really a heart level talk. Wonderful. John, it was nice to watch you carry your <clears throat> your other world stuff in here as if it was holding you back and dragging you a little bit. But it was like, what the hell with it? You know, what the hell with it? I'm here. I can be here. And, and it, it just, it was, it was good for me to watch. And meaningful. David, I want to say that your legend didn't precede you with me because I hadn't heard anything about you. But, but what I have heard this weekend about what you do and, and how you do it is it just blows me away that you care for anyone you care that much. For me, I look at you and you demonstrated one of the most magical moments I have ever experienced in any event and in any intensive. For that moment, the space was transformed and you did that through making a conscious offering and it is an example that's going to stay with me forever. I will always remember that conscious offering. I want to thank you and acknowledge your trust when, when you let Rose touch you and when you let everybody kind of lead you back home to your heart and this very just vulnerable person is we all just just I'm just grateful for that thank you I really want to um, acknowledge that first just the courage to come to some place like this and do something like this it's so easy. Most people, most people with your level of skill and credentials and experience would never risk 
of it looking at something else. And so for you to come to begin with is just, to me, a huge statement about who you really are. And then for you to be in the fire. You've been in the fire mm -hmm. the whole time you've been burning on a spit. And you stayed in it. That's just, that's amazing. And that's, that is sheer courage and, and you want something else and I'm so, I'm so excited for you and for the people who God has touched. Katie, you are brave. And you are the person, like I said earlier, that has taken you there and taken you. And your gift to all those guys is to the staff and your family, your, fam your family, the staff, and all those guys. And I know that you're going to carry a lot back. You've been inspired. Mm -hmm. And I want to thank you for, for holding such a big vision and for standing in the mission that you've taken on. Because, you know, there's such a difference in you now than, than when you first walked in the door here this week. And it's like you're open to the feedback.